Arsenal 2, Everton nil in the Premier League this morning. 64 minutes gone. And Liverpool and Wolves still scoreless at Anfield. 51 minutes gone in that game. Just a reminder as well with Tab... Uh, if you go into NRL Futures, under NRL Teams Futures Multi, multi up uh, whatever you wish out of that. So you can have, for instance, Broncos to make top eight, into Bulldogs to make top eight, into Roosters to make top four. You can multi all those together. So just go into NRL Teams Futures Multi under NRL, and uh, yeah, plenty of options there for you. Uh, just in the cricket, it stumps on day one of the third test in indoor. Australia, four for 156. India will roll for 109 after winning the toss and electing to bat. That was seven for 84 at lunch. And, uh, well, Mitchell Stark, he should have had Rohit Sharma out twice in the first over if they went for the review, the Aussies. One off the first ball when he nicked it behind. Uh, Manus Labuschagne got some luck, though, as well. He was out on zero only for Ravi Jadeja to have uh, bowled a no ball. And uh, then his partnership with David Warner proved to be crucial. They put on uh, David Warner. Why'd I say David Warner? Usman Khawaja. They went and put on 96. Uh, in, in the end, the Aussies leading by 47 at stumps with six wickets in hand. Clark, I don't want us to have to bat again. What lead do we need? Oh, if we can somehow get... Another 100? I don't want to be chasing any more than 100 batting last. Oh, no way. There you go. I, don't, I think <laughs> I'd like to be chasing a maximum of 80. So I'd, the Aussies get another, what are we, 150. I reckon we get two. If we can get another 100. Oh, that'd be perfect. But even that, that might, I might be asking too much there. Yeah. If we get another 70. So that'd be 236. So you're looking at around a 130 lead. I was going to say 120 lead. India, I think India, even though the wicket's worse, I think India will bat better. But I still don't reckon they'll make more than 220. Say 220 if they bat unbelievably well. And then we chase 90 to win, 100 to win. We're in a great position now, but the difference between us and India, we're going to have to, if we bat, we're batting low. I think this first innings is just... Every single run, see it as gold. Get them, get them in the first innings because you don't want to be, yeah, you don't want to be chasing many in that in that second innings. That's for sure. How great to have Vonnie back in the studio. Blocker oh. will be on tomorrow, by the way, in the studio as well for the last hour of the program to end the week. Love Double Vonnie. threat, those two. Yes, he's Perfect. Just one of the greatest people oh, on earth, and loves a footy. Um, she's very confident, I think, about the Broncos' chances mm. this year. Uh, being a Queensland girl, but I, I'm sort of, I, I reckon it's always a, a worry early in the season um, tipping because you can get it horribly wrong. And I reckon this year we've spoken about it a number of times. I, I think it just is too obvious the standouts to run in the bottom two or three. I, I don't know, I've got this weird feeling that they might go a lot better. Like the teams like the Dragons might go a lot better than what we think and the Dolphins might go a bit better than we think. It just looks too obvious at the moment that they're mm. going to be in contention for a wooden spoon. Sometimes it doesn't work like that. Who's going to be the Cowboys of last year, this year? Mm. There'll, be one, there'll be a team that shoots up the someone. ladder. There's always something. It could be Manly with mm. Tom being back. All right, time to talk some A-League. And Saturday night, the Big Blue there at Allianz Stadium. Sydney FC and Melbourne victory. It's sixth v last, but there's only six points the difference between these clubs. On the ladder, that's how tight it is. The Sky Blues coming off a 3-2 loss to Melbourne City last week. That was their first loss 
in five games. And joining us now is Sydney FC defender Ryan Grant. Ryan, good morning to you. Good morning, boys. How are we? Yeah, really well, thanks. And you played in a million of these big blues. And I, I guess it's fair to say your goal in the 2017 grand final, probably your fondest memory out of all of them. But to what extent does this fixture just get the juices flowing in comparison to other matches that you play? Yeah, it's, it's sort of hard to pinpoint, but obviously there's a big rivalry there with, with victory. So every time we play, whether it's home or away, it's always a, a great atmosphere and yeah, like if it gets the juices flowing, it gets a bit rowdy. So I'm sure uh, come Saturday will be no different. But um, yeah, looking very much forward to it. Ryan, you've got a few injuries, buddy. Where's the team at? And have you got everyone available for selection? Uh, yeah, we've obviously got a few uh, injuries at the minute. Um, I don't think we'll have um, all the boys available come Saturday. But uh, we're getting closer every week as, as the time goes on. But um, yeah, we're still confident. We've got a, a great squad and, and good depth and some good youngsters coming through. So um, we're still confident in the team we have that we can um, continue to, to get a few wins. You're playing some good football over the last month, Ryan, and then a bit of a hiccup against Melbourne City last weekend. But you know they are the, the league leaders. What did you take out of that game? Where do the improvements have to come? And had you been happy with the way that things had started to come together after you know Sydney FC being... Um, criticised for the way they were playing. Yeah, I think on uh, last weekend we sort of went back to the way we were playing probably a couple months ago when we weren't at our best. I think the last five weeks we'd um, yeah, really improved our, I suppose, hustle and getting around the ball and, and being a bit more aggressive and in, in their faces, in the opposition's faces, where on the weekend I think we gave um, City a little bit too much respect and um, didn't close down and and do the things that we had been doing the, the previous five. So I think getting back to basics, I know that sounds very cliche, but getting back to basics with defence, I think, and, and being on the front foot and very aggressive will make a big difference. And uh, like I said, that's what we've been doing of late. But unfortunately, we didn't do that on the weekend. But on the on Saturday against Victory, we're going to have to be up for it because we know that they can um, beat any team. Like the A-League, anyone can beat anyone on their day. So we're going to have to be right up for it. What did you learn from the 2-1 win against Melbourne Victory back on Australia Day, so not too long ago? And, uh, you know, how different do you perceive them to be now since that fixture? And did you go back and look at that match for that, or is it irrelevant? No, we'll definitely look at it. We'll have We'll analyse that today uh, and tomorrow leading into Saturday and and see what we did well and and what we uh, can improve on. But, yeah, obviously that was a good win for us. Um, but like I said, it's very tight, the A-League at the minute. We need, we need to uh, make sure we're up for it because anyone can beat anyone. And uh, I think Victory have had a, a few good results the last couple of weeks. So I'm sure their confidence um, is booming um, after probably a, a rough start to the season. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely have a look and, and see what we can do and what we can do better. But at, at the end of the day, it's one of those games that sort of form goes out the window and... Um, you just want to be up for it and, and get in their face and, and really put on a, a good show for, for both sets of fans. Yeah, I, I'm interested, Ryan, you, you said before that you fell back into your old ways last week and some of the things that you did. When, when you were well, inconsistent, I won't say struggling, but in, inconsistent with your performances, was it something that was occurring on a weekly basis or was it different things on a weekly basis? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. I think it's, it was... It was almost just moments in games where we could play really well and be really uh, on the front foot and, and doing everything that we'd practiced. And then for five or ten minutes, 
during a game it would sort of slip away and would go into bad habits where where we don't want to do that stuff. So it was it wasn't really week to week. It was different moments in right. games and um, yeah, the, the five weeks that we were undefeated there, I think we we were more consistent throughout the game. Um, and we always we have a great team. We always uh, can sort of build up play and, and score goals. It's just it was coming down to our defence and on the weekend, obviously conceding three goals. It's going to be tough to, to win games like that. We obviously scored two, but, um, yeah, if we can tighten up that defence uh, and be consistent throughout the 90 minutes rather than uh, in patches, I think that will go a long way to, to making sure we get the three points. We're speaking to Ryan Grant, Sydney FC defender, ahead of the Big Blue on Saturday night against Victory. And, Ryan, I'm just uh, reading some suggestions that Dwight York has in regards to the A-League today in today's Telegraph. He's talking about... Uh, that there's so much talent in Australia, but it's, I guess, being killed by the system. In his words, he's talking about, you know, us playing in summer as, a pl- as opposed to winter elsewhere around the world uh, by not having incentives and something to fight for. And he's talking about promotion and relegation, how we should really have a look at that. And even the way that having a salary cap, um, you know, sort of creates a safe haven for clubs and particularly owners and, and, you know, a comfort zone, I guess. What are your thoughts on, I guess, adopting a more European system uh, and uh, systems from around the world in regards to football and, and appropriating that here in Australia? Yeah, I think everything he says is, is pretty spot on, but I think the thing we're missing is the game in Australia probably isn't at the stage where it, where it is in Europe or is overseas. We know sort of not our place, but we know we're still building we've obviously been very successful and the A-League's got a lot bigger and the Socceroos have done a lot better over the last probably 20 to 25 years so um, I think we're sort of growing towards that I think it's very hard to just say yeah we need to do this this is what's worked overseas where they've been playing for over 100 years and different clubs have been around for for so long so uh, it's all well and good to sort of want that I think it obviously takes time Um, I think that's what we're trying to build towards now and the game's only getting bigger, so I'm, I'm sure as we go forward uh, that will happen. But, yeah, I, don't, I think we sort of have to... We've started somewhere and it's a bit of a progress before we have to get there. Um, but, yeah, I think everything he says is spot on. It's just a matter of um, putting that in place and, and getting there eventually. But, it's yeah, I don't think you can sort of just say, start again, this is what we need to do, and, and sort of tick every box from there. Yeah, because there's a, a love for soccer in the country, and that was obvious around the World Cup time, you know, when... People would gather at fan sites and people would become, you know, united and followed the game and wanted to see the Socceroos do well. So so there's support here. It's just how you go about it and the investment um, and a lot of questions. And, and you're right in everything that you say. But I'll tell you what, soccer is one of those sports that if they get it right and we're able to do it here in Australia, then, yeah, there's a there's a there's another issue for codes like, AFL and Rugby League. No, no doubt about that. And you recently uh, played your 250th league game against Brisbane, and congratulations on that, Ryan. Only the fourth player in A-League history to reach the milestone. Uh, what did that mean to you and your family? Yeah, obviously it was a, a great achievement. Um, you sort of don't realise how many games you've played until you get the tap on the shoulder and get told that it's, it's 250 A-League games. So, yeah, obviously looking back, it's um, yeah, massive honour to do it for, for one club and um, for that club to be Sydney FC and the best club in, in the um, in the A-League in terms of trophies won and, and whatnot is, yeah, it's something that I'm, I'm super proud of. Obviously, 
I'm still only 32, so hopefully I can get another couple hundred games under my belt before I hang them up. But, um, yeah, it's obviously a great achievement. And, um, yeah, I think when it comes to family, they, they sacrifice so much in your early in your early years to, to get you where you have to be and, and whatnot. So for them, it's yeah, it's great. And I think my dad has a little smile on his face every time someone mentions it or brings it up. He, he doesn't talk too much. He's a pretty humble guy, but that sort of gets a smirk on his face, I think. Now, Ryan, in your time, you've had some great hairstyles, but what about Luke Bratton and Pat Wood at the moment? They've got uh, their blue hair, all doing it for a great cause, by the way, for World's Greatest Shave. And I know Bratton's sister was diagnosed with blood cancer in 2019. Uh, How do they look? Yeah, I mean, it's obviously for a great cause. I don't want to rinse them too much, but it's pretty ordinary. Um, (laughs) They're... They've uh, always we do we do it nearly every year. Bratsy's done it the last three years. I think uh, Donicky did it last year. I did it the year before. So we're always getting involved. In it. It's a great cause, like you said. It's close to a lot of people's hearts. And um, yeah, even though they don't look great, uh, they probably look better than I did when I shaved it all off. So I can't really point fingers. But obviously, a great cause. It's the big blue too. Sort of makes sense to have blue hair for the big big blue this weekend. Um, so hopefully, everyone can uh, donate a little bit of money and. Um, yeah, it goes to a great cause. Yeah, for the Leukemia Foundation uh, to donate, just go to worldsgreatestshave.com, worldsgreatestshave.com. Always great to t- talk to you, Ryan, and, and good luck for this big blue end for the rest of the season as well. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers. Liverpool have scored at Anfield. Darwin Nunes with the goal. So it's 1-0 Liverpool over Wolves. Arsenal 4-0. They're leading Everton. Gee, Everton in big, big trouble could be headed for the drop. Brad Davidson joins us. Davo, how are you? Morning, guys. I'm well, thanks. How are you? Very well, thank you. Canterbury Stakes on Saturday, and this, if this money continues, is going to be the best-backed horse in the country by some distance. This Kiwi Mare uh, Imperatriz, which uh, opened $3 final field yesterday into odds on. It's been a go, hasn't it, guys? There's no doubt about it. Um, We'll see if it continues as we get closer to the weekend, but look, she's an exciting mare. Um, she's won her past three. She's won 12 of 17 overall. And the last start, Group 1 win over there, was in scintillating time. She put a, a big uh, gap on her rivals. There's actually a riderless horse that went to the line with her. And you could see uh, she just said, no, nah, you're not beating me. And uh, and was able to get the job done in well, by about four lengths. The third and the fifth horses have come out of the race and, and run really well. Um, the third horse has won a Group 1 since over there too. So... Uh, J-Mac aboard, decent enough gate, and uh, yeah, has been the, the market mover. Golden Mile and Artorias have both been drifters as a result, and look, it's hard to go past her. She just looks the, the, the one on the up for mine. I thought Golden Mile's trial since was plain, and uh, I thought his first up run was just fair. So um, Artorias might be the big danger, but you know, I'm, I'm, he just needs a lot of luck in his races, doesn't he, Artorias? He gets back. Um, I, I think they ride him too quiet, personally. And uh, they, they should try to get him in the race a bit more. That's when his success has been in the past, is when they've been able to get him you know, in front of a few runners in the race. So we'll be interested to see what they do there on the weekend with Perton aboard. But, um, yeah, no, she's been heavily backed. And it'll be interesting to see if she starts odds on or if she just does get out a little bit because we know sometimes those early markets, they, they can overreact a touch. But it sounds like there's been genuine money there as well. Just on that then, Dave, how do you assess a horse that has never run here in Australia from New Zealand? How, how do you yeah. line it up? It's always hard to line up, Loz. Um, but, you know, you've got to be a little bit guarded. But at the same time, you know, I've got 
I subscribe to a few ratings databases that, that give me a bit of an idea. They're able to sort of compare, you know, runs from from one jurisdiction to another. Um, so it helps a lot with Melbourne to Sydney horses and New Zealand to, to Sydney horses. And, you know, on the data that I've sort of got through them, um, that last start performance rates about two to three lengths clear of, of what Artorias and, and horses like that have done in the past. So... Um, before that, her performances were kind of down uh, alongside most of those in this race, like Artorias and, and Golden Mile. He's best, but that last start performance definitely rates, you know, two to three lengths clear. So it's just a case now of if she can reproduce that. But even if she can't, if she can, you know, come back a length or two, she's still going to be very, very hard to beat. Chris Waller's keeping Osipenko in Sydney. So Jack and O is the $2.30 favourite for the Australian Guineas at Flemington from Elliptical at $6.50. Uh, fair price, Jack and O, short, or what What do you make it? Look, I think it's fair. Um, he was closer to $3, wasn't he, when the final fields came out as well. But he is the one I think the market's going to gravitate to. He's just got that, that different form line, beating the older horses at Group 1 level last time out. You know, the rest of them kind of tie all into each other through different form lines to a degree so look he's got to run the, the mile but I don't see that being too much of an issue the way he finishes off over the, the 1400 metres and look he's going to be able to get back into the running line there at Flemington which I think is is the place to be generally at Flemington so I don't think the gate's any issue at all and he's going to be awfully hard to hold out late so no no knocks from me I, I think he's clearly clearly the one to beat and um, yeah I think 230 is probably fair What's the latest with Tommy's Berry's appeal. Yeah, he lost that appeal there yesterday, guys. So, look, he's still got a chance of, of getting a reduction in, uh, in length of suspension there. But, um, you know, he's out to 2024. So we'll wait and see there. But he has lost the appeal to overturn that. So we'll wait and see if there's a reduction. But that was uh, the news out of the, uh, the headquarters yesterday. Thank you, Davo. No worries, guys. We'll have a chat about all the big races tomorrow. Look forward to it. Uh, sorry, John from Wingham. Big Wolves fan on the text line. Liverpool 2-0 up at Anfield. After that, Nunez goal was disallowed via the VAR, but Van Dyke and Salah have scored since in the 73rd and 77th minutes there at Anfield. So 2-0. Arsenal beat Everton 4-0 this morning. Uh, so that ensures that uh, Arsenal are five points clear of Manchester City with 13 games to go. They've both played 25 games, five clear of City and Everton in pain in the drop zone, 18th spot. Long season though, isn't it? Certainly games is, 38 games. Anything can happen. Attrition loss, yeah. war of attrition. Now, <laughs> we before you were saying how you played the Crushers, because yep. you are talking about the Dolphins, got their first game, of course, against the Roosters, 24-6, yep. to 1995. This is for the what absolute. Date was it? It was the 11th of March, 1995. Yeah. Played in the Crushers' first it's ever nice games. He scored a, scored a try, Loz. Who do you reckon your fullback was that day? Uh, I don't know, but I know Brett Mullins didn't play, and neither did Jason Croker. Uh, Mullins came off the bench. Well, oh, and they came a off try. the bench. What about Jason Croker? So did Croker. Croker. Came off the bench, scored a try. Well, I'll tell you why they didn't play. Because the club <laughs> sent them to a uh, Carlton and United Breweries function oh dear. on the Monday <laughs> just to go down and back in the day. <laughs> and, and they failed to tra- turn up for training on the Tuesday morning. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder what happened. <laughs> Fancy sending those two blokes to a function on the Monday. 
So we always knew what was going to happen. Yeah. So I, I thought they were dropped. I didn't realise they came off the bench. Both came off the go. bench and that's, scored That's tries. the reason why. Okay. <laughs> Who do you reckon your fullback was? This is oh, a name-eyed fullback. Uh, tell me who the wingers were first. Matty Wood? Yeah, Matty Wood and Noah Nandruku. Noah Nandruku. Uh, centres, Ruben. David Boyle, Bradley Clyde. Boyle your Clyde. Clyde played in the centres, so Ruben obviously was out too. Uh, I don't reckon he'll get it. Oh. Roger Kenworthy was Roger your Roger the Dodger. Wow. Ponga and Wesley up front. Steve Walters, mm. Brett Hetherington, DeVico and Ferner, your back row. Always remember with Roger Kenworthy, Roger was very fast and um, he was training with us and no one sort of knew too much about him and they used to say, mate, this place quick, this place quick. So he missed trial games and then got an opportunity and we went and watched him and they said, mate, if he ever makes a break, you just watch him go. Hmm. No one will stop him. First time he made a break, got run down. <laughs> <laughs> it deflated everyone. <laughs> everyone was like, oh, right. So Mullins and Croker were sent they, they by went, the club, the club to yeah. the Carlton and United Breweries for a function. <laughs> for a function on the Monday. <laughs> and got dropped to the bench got for the dropped game. Dropped to the bench, yeah. These they, days you wouldn't, you, you'd be dropped for the week. Well, there'd, be a, there'd be a back page story. We'll let but what are that? They just didn't front. They, did, they failed to get home for training. <laughs> As you do. How about this South Queensland Crushers side? Yeah, tell me to, that. Okay. Go through it. Who was the fullback? Yep. Fullback Anthony Herbert. Wing- uh, you know, Anthony Herbert, was that the rugby? Yeah, he, was, he played yes, rugby he union for Australia. For the, yep. yep. Yeah, Wallaby. Well, Wallaby. His brother was Dan Herbert, Dan who Herbert, played yeah. a lot of tests for Australia. World yeah. Cup winner. Uh, wingers. Oh, this is sensational. Mm-hmm. St. John Ellis. Sin John Ellis, not St. John Ellis, Sin. Mm, Sin. Sin John Ellis. Sin. And Wayne Simons. He was a pommy, yeah. Wayne Simons played with the Magpies. Mm. Centres, Travis Norton, the former dog, of course, yeah. and Nathan Turner. Uh, the halves, Craig Weston, Craig Teven. Weston and Teven, yeah. Captain Mario Fennick. Scotty Sattler playing this team? He did. He was the lock. He was the lock, yeah. Uh, Four-pack, not bad. Mark Hone, Mario Fennick. Ray Herring, the hooker. Gil Meister and Brett Horsnell in the second row with Sattler at lock. Yeah. They, they, they were... Um, Bobby Lynn and the coach. Good times. But, uh, yeah, Mario went and played with the crushes. Brett Horsnell. That Brett Horsnell was a uh, tough player. Um, played for the he, Seagulls. Yeah, he, well, along with he? Mario, actually, uh, are struggling at the moment. Mm. Um, so we wish them all the best mm. and, um, in their, their journey at the moment. But, um, yeah, he was, he was hard as... Uh, but Sats was just starting to make a name for himself. Um, but they were good times. The crushes. I remember. I, I don't know whether it's got a crowd figure there, Mido, but they would have had twenty five, thirty thousand, I suppose. No, twenty one thousand one hundred and two yeah. at Lang Park. Yeah. Hmm. yeah, that's the old Lang Park. But I remember we played on a Saturday afternoon. It was hot, and they they really gave it to us. Uh, but in the end, I think a bit of class that we had in our back line uh, scored a few tries. But I mean, it was tough. It was a tough game. Gray Mannersley, the referee as well. Felix. There you wow. go. There you go. Brings back memories. Mido brings back memories. We've got Matt on the line. G'day, Matt. Good. How you going? Yeah, really well. Thanks, mate. What have you got for us this morning? Uh, I just find a bit funny how the uh, crushes have been trying to find a playmaker for the last few months, like the halves and what's not. They've uh, Munster and Ponger and them guys. I reckon none of the uh, playmakers want to go up there because they don't want to play with Anthony Milford. He's the only playmaker they've got up there and... I might hear his name and think, stuff, I'm not going up there playing with him. He won't have a go. Well, Wayne Bennett's read the right act to him. 
he knows that if the Dolphins are to do any good this year, then they need Milford to play some good football. Now, Milford hasn't played his best football since, what, 2015, since that grand final with the Broncos. Um, they've taken a punt on re-signing him. Uh, well, not re-signing him, signing him. Uh, Wayne thinks he can get the best out in him. Uh, but at, as it stands at the moment, his trial form's been poor. Wayne wasn't prepared to give him an opportunity. Um, yeah, I, I don't know whether that... I don't think that would be the reason why um, Munster and those type of guys uh, refused to go there. I, I think it would be more to do with the fact that they weren't going to be competitive early. I, I don't think it was one individual. Do you, do you think if um, Milford and Wayne had never met each other, he still would have signed him? Because they are quite close, aren't they? Yeah, no, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, possibly not. Although, you know, teams will take a punt on someone that's had talent before. Uh, but you've got to be careful at what age they are, whether you got get improvement out of them and how much they're going to cost you on a salary cap. But they were in a situation too, you've got to remember the Dolphins, where they were chasing players. And, and sometimes when you're chasing players, you find yourself in a situation you've just got to grab who's available. They never signed him first. Maybe other players might have went there. He was one of their first signings. I still find that hard to work out. Uh, yeah, they might have had an inkling that they mightn't have been able to get too many more. Oh, look, look uh, you, you raise a fair question, Matt. But me personally, I don't think those players said, I don't want to play with Anthony Milford. I think it was more the fact that they thought that the club would struggle for the first year or two and they possibly weren't prepared to go up there, have the focus on them and then play in a team that wasn't winning games. Oh, I just reckon Wayne's looking to get him a retirement package because he did get him a million dollars a year at the Broncos. So yeah. he might have just been a bit of retirement money for him. So. Yeah, no, well, I don't know. But, I mean, he was justifying his price tag there for uh, a period of time, Anthony Milford. I mean, when he was there at the Broncos, his first couple of years were great. Well, I remember how devastated Raiders fans were to lose him. Oh, now yeah. we're going back quite a while. Yeah. But he was oh, – he was – Played fullback at the time, wasn't he, at the yeah. Raiders? And he was electric lots. Well, that's what you've got to be careful of, you know, when, you know, you sign people on long-term deals for massive money. Mm. You've got to be confident that you're signing that right player because some, some of them can just all of a sudden relax, take their foot off the pedal. They've got security. And if they drop off a couple of percent, you're, you're not getting what you paid for. So that's always the risk. Um, and, and Milford... Uh, we know he had plenty of talent, but the best football we saw was nearly a decade ago. Mm. Good on you, Matt. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. And uh, just some Eels news heading into tonight's game, their season opener. Uh, they've uh, re-signed Mike Acevo until the end of 2025. 67 tries. He's got in 83 matches for the club. He's $17 with Tab, by the way, on the sixth line of betting to be the top try scorer this year, Sevo, but uh, certainly given him, given the Eels plenty of production, hasn't he? Uh, the twenty-nine-year-old. Yeah. How many tries do you think Alex Johnson will score this year? Oh. Twenty. You got to lock him in for twenty, don't you? Mm. Yeah, twenty is probably conservative, yeah. really. Yeah. I mean, he's now heavy odds on pretty much every game yeah. in it's, the to score a try yeah. mark. It's interesting with Souths because. They've got such a fantastic left-edge attack that you wonder whether they've, they're going to sort of not move away from it but try and work 
on other avenues to sc- try and score points because they do rely on it a lot. Um, because it, it, if they don't, I, I suppose teams can sort of read and stop what they're throwing at them down that side of the field. But they're so brilliant at picking teams apart and finding those edge defenders out of shape. And when you've got a guy like Latrell and Cody Walker, who's, who've got that silky skill and the ability to read where the ball should be going, uh, it makes it so much easier for a guy like Alex Johnson. But Alex Johnson is very underrated because you still have to score those tries. People just think you just catch it and put it over the line. But you know the way he manoeuvres his body sometimes to score a try is unbelievable. He's $4.50, Alex Johnston, in the top try scorer market with Tab. Josh Adokar and Xavier Coates, $9. Joseph Swali, E13. Daniel Tupo, 15 And then Sivo and Tom Trebojevic, both at $17. They got a little cuddle in the market this morning, the Eels. They're $2.05 into $2 uh, for the game tonight. The Storm $1.77 back to $1.80. And I won't be surprised if this starts uh, $1.90 each or two uh, tonight. I think the punters will come for Parramatta today. And Sean Lane, just seeing some news on Sean Lane. Uh, one of their best last year, no doubt about that. Had a superb season for Parramatta. He's hoping to be back Easter Monday for their round six game against the Tigers. And uh, when he had surgery uh, a week and a half or so ago, he had two plates and a wire inserted, mm. broken jaw. Terrible injury well, to have. The issue is keeping weight on when you've got a broken that, jaw. That's exactly right. Uh, you mentioned Shane Lane, uh, Sean Lane, but there's also Isaiah Papali. And if you looked at the you – know, I, I reckon it's fair comment to say that two of those players were in Parramatta's best four last year. And, and they're both missing tonight. Yeah. So that's the strike power you're taking out of Parramatta tonight. But And then you look on the other side, the Storm have got so much experience out of that team um, in the forward pack and then at the back with Pappenhausen not being there. Um, that's a massive loss. I think Pappenhausen will be more of a loss if they get to a finals. They, they, they need him to win a grand final. I think with Meany being there for the season, I, I don't think that will hurt them. As much, if that makes sense. Because I still think they can win games with mm. Meany at fullback. But I don't think they can win the big games mm. without Pappenhausen. Dave Stanley coming up shortly. We've got the block on tomorrow to bring us home for the week. And uh, obviously wrap what we see tonight. Para Melbourne. How round one. Your footy and cricket? Oh, mate. It is going to be a hard night on mm. the remote. I'm going to set Double up TV. camp. It's going to be beautiful. Might even be pizza. Can't you split your screen? Oh, I don't know how to do it. I don't, I don't, I don't think that'd say. be me, though. I, I'm, I go cross-eyed. I need, <laughs> I need to be concentrating on one. I, two things at once and me, we don't get on. Just one thing at once. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, mate, just in the, in the ad break or at the end of the over, go back to footy. Yeah. Then back to cricket, then ad break, go back to footy. Yeah, but you get a fair amount of the cricket in early. Yeah. And the footy won't yeah. come on until what? Oh, but the footy's going to take two and a half hours. This it normally is, takes up oh, to play yeah, a game know, as well. This is, what, this is my bugbear, all right? Uh, it says on the website. Here we go. Seven fifty start. Got to get some uh, ads in, mate. Oh, Got to make some cash. Seven fifty start. I want to start at seven fifty. No chance. No because chance. I'm on the Maddie John show tonight. Yeah, and I'm You're on working for the from last home tomorrow? five minutes. Tune in, everyone. Yes, Maddie John show tonight on straight after. What's the your football. outfit? What's your outfit? What are they? Do they oh, dress you when you get there? Yeah, or? yeah, shirt. Okay. Uh, They'll give you a jacket. Fox provide the attire. Mm. Do you take it home to keep it? or No. no? You just put it on, do your five minutes, take it off? Yes. 
What a pain in the butt. Yeah, and the boys will be there tonight. I haven't seen the boys mm. in the off-season. So, Why don't you, you wear, know what, uh, yeah, you know you wear the happened? exact same no, no, outfit no, 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 every no, night? No, exact, see if anybody notices. Well, I'll speak to you off-air because I'll tell you something. <laughs> I reckon after the show, yeah. have a guess what you think the topic they'll want to talk about tonight. <laughs> <laughs> they will want to talk oh, about something. I've got a and fair can... idea. The, the cricket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the cricketer. I know exactly where they'll go. The cricketer. Uh, uh, <laughs> mate, you get yourself home to bed. You've got a big day of radio tomorrow. I don't want you coming in tired because you've been there gossiping. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. About other people. I'll let you know in the morning what oh, the first yeah. conversation yeah. is. Look forward to hearing. Oh, yeah. Can't uh, wait. Dave Stanley from Maruya. Good morning. Morning, Mido. I'll tell you what. I've just worked out that I've done 5,060 Ks in the last couple of weeks travelling around and I reckon everywhere I go that's all people want to know they don't want to know about country championships <laughs> what they want to know, about, know about horses they want to know about the cricket awesome. you three yeah. and and just just su- the, the summer of love that's all they want to know about so and and what I and like I said to you is when I first started this tour in Tunkari it's it's great Loz because you can just pretty much say whatever you want mm. <laughs> So, no, in terms of like the stunt double, like I said, I said to one bloke, it's a stunt double, doesn't even exist. Doesn't they asked about exist. you, Mido. I said, you should see Mido. He's got more in work than James Cummings at Godolphin. Like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, I said, I don't know how he keeps up. Uh, Loz, they want to know about your nose and uh, the, the operation, and, you know, and, I, and then some bloke well, said, hey, hey, and someone said to me last night, they oh, said, no. hey, I've got a bit of mail. Loz is going to be coaching the Dragons. I said, mate, he's already signed. He's already signed. <laughs> so I've got you coaching the Dragons, Loz. Like, well, it's fantastic. not he's... as funny as it sounds, do you? Well, <laughs> all, I, all I do is no just go around. in the world. Mm. So, Everyone's got a price, buddy. All I, all I say is, boys, is that if you guys do some travelling in the next couple of months with BSB, like we get to Wagga and you've got people coming up to you saying, hey, I'll... I've heard that. Uh, I've heard this. Mm. Just run with the boys. Just run, just with, run it. with it. The D. Stanley rumour mill. That's what Marlo and I have been doing. Don't go spreading rumours, mate. Mil- People believe Marlo. you. No, no. Well, it all like the, the one. Th- the one thing uh, I will say, though, boys, is that uh, I know we talk about <laughs> the big bosses are probably going to listen to this and going, "Oh, Dave, don't." We do the big <laughs> well, sports don't. breakfast. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. It's not nothing bad. But we do the big sports breakfast lunch in Sydney. I reckon at some point in the future, we need to do a big sports breakfast something in a big town somewhere because we have a lot what of people. What about a small town? What about Vaucluse? Well, it could it's be a big town. It could be. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, we got fair income. Too dangerous Vaucluse. Yeah, yeah, I tell you what. That don't drive your car. You're going without wheels. <laughs> Too many people hiding in bushes with cameras. You can't go there. You've got we'll to go J- open we'll space. Jay Mac and Katie over. We'll get Pat yeah. Cummins. Yeah. He lives around. Hundred percent. But I reckon, I reckon, boys, we need to do a bit of a, a bit of a country gig somewhere, a bit of a luncheon oh, somewhere for, for that, people that yeah, people that, that can't get to the city for on. our lunch. What do we have two? Can we go to cargo out my? No, you have one home ground yeah. and an away ground. I like it. Mm. I like You're it. You're welcome. And I'd like to do a thing as well where when we everyone gets there, phones in a box. Now we're talking. Phones in a box and it's just open slather. Now and we're talking. You can just say and do and talk about whatever you want. And I think that'd be that would be a lunch you've got to get to. Anyway, we'll put our heads together. Mm. They've got enough dramas with the other lunch. <laughs> They're probably thinking, Oh, Stanley, please. <laughs> we're in Maria for the country championships, boys. Uh, this will be a fantastic place to be on Sunday. A lovely part of the world down here on the south coast, just south of Batemans Bay. And we're going to be chatting this morning uh, with the president of the club, the CEO of the club. They're going to hopefully pack it out here on Sunday. And we're also going to be chatting as well with Jamie Stewart, Joey Cleary and Barb Joseph, who've Joey Cleary and Barb Joseph uh, will have horses here in 
the uh, the qualifier slash final on Sunday. And, of course, Jamie Stewart trains here as well, so he'll have a big team in. So that'll be our next hour. Plus, of course, we'll look at racing today um, at Coffs Harbour in New South Wales, boys. And we'll have a good Thursday, and then we'll be back there tomorrow for uh, in Sydney town for Friday punters panel. So we're going to back some winners, boys. You enjoy your Thursday. Have Thank a good you, one, mate. fellas. Good on you, Dave. There is uh, Jerry Middleton, Laurie Daly and Michael Clark, and they will be back tomorrow morning from 5.30 on the Big Sports Breakfast. All of today's chats and podcasts up as we speak, including that preview of the NRL this weekend. And later on, around that 11 o'clock mark, we're actually going to chat with Dicko. Uh, we're going to chat with Dicko from the tab. Of course, he does that multi for us uh, tomorrow. He does Laurie's multi and also the HQ Punters Panel multi, but he's also a rugby league bookie, a trader. We'll talk to him about where the money has gone for these next couple of rounds and... Also, look at those NRL futures markets. So, 11 o'clock, you don't want to be missing that particular preview. 10.30, we'll have a Harness and Greyhound show. Of course, that Miracle Mile on Saturday, that's shaping as one of the great Miracle Miles. And we'll have Brittany Graham joining us around 10.30. And as I said, a preview of Coffs after Racing HQ. We're going to jump straight into it. We've got uh, the news coming up here on Sky Sports Radio, plus a bit of traffic in Sydney town. We are live from Maria this morning, Racing HQ.